good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode 221 of the Material Podcast. Going out, our, our special material love beam going out to all you folks uh, in Senegal, who is, there is no area code in the United States for 221, but Senegal, as you very well know, uh, you have the international country code 221. Actually, maybe you don't know that because you don't use the international country code when you send when you make phone calls to each other. But the rest of the world knows, hey, Senegal, I haven't called my friends in Senegal in a while. Thanks for the reminder, Andy. I'm going to call them right now. But don't because we've got a great show coming up. I am Andy Anatko. And with us? I'm Florence Ion. Hello. Uh, and I'd like, I'd hope that whoever is going to call Senegal has an international calling plan uh, because... <laughs> It still costs a lot of money to call other countries. See, that's that's something Shaking my head. That, that that might be something that the kids today might not understand. I grew I grew up under it's the true. like where like your your aunt from Pennsylvania or Ohio uh, wants to as call as talking to your folks and she wants to say hi to you and you're enjoying the conversation with your aunt but your parents are are like hissing at you. It's long distance. Don't keep her on the line for a long, long time. Oh, I would get in so much trouble just for calling, like, because I made friends with her in the Bay Area. I was a social <laughs> kid, and I would get in trouble for calling. Like, I had a 510 number, and if you call a 48 number, then you have to start, like, paying paying per minute, basically. And so I would have these long conversations with my friends who lived in San Jose, and my parents would be like, you can't spend a long time on the phone. It costs a lot of money. And it's just, well, how? How am I supposed to communicate with people if I can't call them? And then they hand to you sit a, here in silence. They'd hand you a pencil and a pad of paper, and for and and allow you to have a, a, a twenty eight cent advance on your allowance to mail a letter. And then you'd look them straight in the eye and say, "Must we go through this charade every single time we argue? Must you reduce?" My occasion to difficulties that I am having navigating adulthood, near adulthood, transitional to teenage dumb, and just reduce it to something that you find oh so funny. I don't think it's necessary. I really don't. But yet you persist. Uh, I, you know, I would have done that if I had an allowance. <laughs> I was not. I did not have an allowance. It's made buying stamps really hard. Uh, one time I cut the used stamps. Like, this is before I realized how stamps worked. I was very young, but I remember I cut the used stamp off of a letter or, or a bill or something that my parents had had, like junk mail, and I try, I fixed it with scotch tape. It didn't work, by the way. <laughs> it doesn't, apparently after it's stamped, the stamp is void. So, uh, now this podcast is turning to remember back in the day yes. when. Yeah, we're and I think that you're you're much too young, but I am also I think too young to have these sorts of uh, conversations. I had a I, I I did have to my regular breakfast with with uh, friends of mine who are also like freelancers, like programmers, writers, whatever, self employed people, and one of them had this mm -hmm. epic like heroic wipeout on his bike and he was doing a hundred miler uh, and he's epic, epic wipeout. And he was like still not, he was okay, but you know, a little bit banged up. And so after mm -hmm. like uh, 10 minutes of absolutely sincere, you know, uh, you know, sympathetic talking about like the problems he's having, like with his knees and like, I, I just had to say, guys, we are, we're surrounded by like elderly men in this diner who spend their entire 90 minutes here 
under tipping and complaining about joint pain and knee replacements. I put it to you that regardless of the situation, I it depresses me that we are here oh. at nine thirty in the morning on a work day, on a weekday. Also having because I, I think that whether again, whether it's, it's due to a biking injury or not, eventually and inevitably one of us is going to use the phrase, hey, what's that going to do to our property taxes? And then we just are going to have to disband forever because it's just uh, yeah, I, it's just no good. My friends and I are already there. <laughs> suffice to say we I, we're a lost cause. So and yeah. Uh, well, welcome everyone to yes. our podcast about aging <laughs> yes, yes. and the changing times. Well, we, 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 we will change the subject to more googly sort of things. Now, I've uh, yes, I had please. a uh, I had one of those dangerous uh, semi epiphanies this week because I'm uh, I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my press loaner of the uh, iPhone 11 and the new Apple Watch on Friday morning. Ooh, a press Ooh, loaner. Yes. It's just, or as I or as I like to call it, so a cell phone that I didn't even have to put down a credit card for, so it would be even more difficult to trace any network activity back. To, no, no, no. That's I, I'm, I'm always very, very good with my my press loaner phones. To make sure that I don't. Yes, uh, but so that I had so I had this uh, again an interesting chain of thought that was distantly familiar to me i had the exact same chain of thought in 19 uh, excuse me in uh, two, uh, 2012 after like i think checking out uh, like the samsung galaxy s3 and thinking mm-hmm. and sending it back and thinking that you know i really uh, there are things that i really really like about android and things that i really wish i had access to on my iphone and it led to after a sequence of further thoughts and events, my switching from my iPhone to uh, to Android and getting death threats and that sort of stuff. And I'm doing the same thing like now. Like I'm not – it's not like I'm close to like switching to iPhone, but I'm kind of getting I'm, – I'm, as I'm getting really, really buried deep in like technical stuff about exactly what's under the hood of this phone – and like the radios that are built into it right now, and uh, and when I start playing with the uh, uh, playing with the cameras, and more more importantly than I would like to acknowledge, the fact that I could, if I had an iPhone as my primary phone, I could actually have a competent smartwatch paired to it that would be useful and elegant and fun that I might actually think is worth charging day after day after day and would be in any way an upgrade over my <sighs> Casio G-Shock watch, which gives me no trouble whatsoever. Uh, so that's, I, I found that, so it was, it was one of those real, I'm going to walk up from my desk, go into like the little like lean back easy chair in my office. Uh, and fortunately I hadn't shaved for a couple of days. So I did have a little bit of a beard so I could do some beard stroking <laughs> and thinking about the, thinking about the reasons why, I stroke it anyway, even though there's nothing there. I just, I mean, I have one little hair that comes in every couple of weeks, but that's about it. Yes, women have yeah. hair too. Thank you very much. Uh. <laughs> no, Sorry, no, 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 this... I, you know, I just love to interrupt you to talk about myself. So. No, no, it's as Flo it's, does. You know, it, it's just, it's just interesting that uh, I. The a lot of the reasons why I switched to the iPhone from Android are no longer operative 
because like things were and again the reason why I was the reason yeah. why I was getting these jaunty little promises of mayhem upon my person from total strangers who uh, up until the publication of the first part of that three part series decided that I was a wonderful person but now thought I was exactly the opposite of a wonderful person uh, the I, I three parts it was like thousands of words in which I really it wasn't it wasn't a hack job against the iPhone saying hey I'm going to you you losers continue to use your inferior phone I'm going to be the first one off this sinking ship it was just well you know I, I'm, I'm glad that there's choice and there are alternatives they represent two different points of view and I think that you need to make sure that you never are buying personal electronics and hardware based on lifestyle or what you believe to be your loyalty to a company. That's you need to always evaluate before you spend your money. What is this? What is this? This, this device or software optimized to do? And is that compatible with my own personal goals for such an device? And a lot of these reasons were things like, oh man, I, I just wish that sharing uh, sharing uh, snippets of data between two between between multiple between two different apps on the phone wasn't a total nightmare. God, it's so easy on the Android phone, on the Android operating system. And gosh, I wish notifications were just, you know, I get like several of them. That's not just one app. So why do I have to get this pop-up dialogue that I have to keep dismissing every time there's a I really wish it worked like Android. And I wish there was more variety of phones. And I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. And a lot of these things are no longer like in play. So now it's like we have two very, very mature platforms between Android 10 and what's going to be iOS 13. You have, Mm -hmm. uh, it would be for me a decision between the iPhone 11 or maybe next year's uh, iPhone 12 and the Pixel 4 and or Pixel 5. So two really premium, nicely made smartphones that are again, companies that are kind of at the top of their game for this stuff. And I just don't I, I don't want to tell myself that I'm going to be buying an Android phone because it's just what I always have. And I don't want to I don't want to say that I'm not going to switch because, oh, God, the amount of crap I'll have to deal with online to like, hey, we we er, we won Andy back. Well, well, no, Andy is a freelance journalist in a rapidly collapsing market. He can't spend nine. If he's going to spend nine hundred dollars for a pocket gizmo computer, it has to be exactly tuned into what he wants, and that's why he keeps thinking about such. But it's it's uh, it's one of those horrible uh, horrible occupational hazards where after giving the same advice, sensible advice to people about how to buy phones for years, I have to eat my own dog food, which is. Damn, I have to think about this. I can't just automatically buy. Ah, damn it! I was just whacking away a bug. Yeah, uh, I didn't know whether uh, I didn't know. Yeah, uh, 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 sensation <laughs> seekers who are limited to the audio version of this. It's like uh, for, uh, while I've while I've been version. monologuing, uh, Flo has had this scowl of disgust on her face, followed by little flappy like air movements that made me wonder if it's because we have so many living plants in the house now uh, like my uh, god it's right in my face yeah, sorry i, hate I that. keep trying to kill it and i just a new one comes like and now people who don't kill bugs think i'm a horrible person <laughs> uh yeah so my husband went plant 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 hoarding <laughs> to put it lightly uh, this summer, and which, you know, frankly is great. It's fine. Plants are good for the air in the house. They really do add up. They really do add aesthetics to the house. They're beautiful. They're nice things to take care of, et cetera. But the problem is that little bugs live in them, and you invite all those little bugs. And so yeah. I actually have a plant, like, right next to me over here and one behind me. And um, 
the bugs have become more common. Yesterday, I was doing all about Android from home. I was Skyping in, sitting in the same spot, and there was a trail of ants all along the wall in front of me. And uh, it was hard not to be mesmerized by their movements. So that's what's happening in my life. Andy's buying iPhones, uh, and I'm over here still using Android. I decided that I would buy my phone a new case because it's been a year since I've had this case and this pop socket. So I bought a new pop socket and now I need a case to put it on. Um, So I'm going to buy a new case and I feel like an awful person because I'm buying it at Amazon because it's $10 cheaper (laughs) than it is in the Google store. (laughs) I'm sorry, Uh, but it is. (laughs) So, uh, and I also have it here in two days. There you go. Uh, but that's that's what's going on in my tech life. I'm just um, I'm hunkering down right now. I'm hunkering down. Yeah. I am actually, and I will talk about this in a bit. But I am actually going to the the October fifteenth event. So we we'll t- see if I can resist temptation. We will definitely talk about that in a bit. Yes, we uh, will. We will. It's, it's, I, I wanna, it's, it's, know, it's exciting stuff. We have, we have stuff. We have stuff to talk about. Um, uh, but before Teaser. before we get in before we get into like the soft the nougaty center of uh, of uh, of the of, the, of our weekly episode, there are a couple, couple things we need to talk about first. Uh, again, uh, yes. you don't think I'm I'm not joking. I'm going to stick to these gimpy gimpy bush experiment updates until I feel satisfied that we've all learned something. Or well, until- and you're you're testing an algorithm. You're seeing how this machine learns. Where. You know, usually what journalists do, you know, journalists really put things to the test. We really we we investigate, we iterate, we we spend time doing things so that we can bring the information to you, the people. Yes, exactly. What you what you don't under what you don't understand every every time you uh, you read a review or a, a, a well written commentary about a new technology or whatever, and you you'll see like oh. You, Every fourth sentence that just seems like an offhand remark will often be the result of, oh, damn it, I don't – I'm assuming that it works this way. I'd better absolutely make sure under no circumstances would it not work. And so just because you started a sentence with these four words and you were anticipating ending it with these other five words, suddenly you're out like at the – you're out in the rain for three hours like trying to drag the battery all the way down just to see what kind of a low battery warning you're going to get. So that's so this is what we're doing. And the, the, the great thing Bless about us. the great thing about the gimpy gimpy uh, updates is that we get to drag you down with us. So uh-huh. as again to recap for those of us, uh, those of you who might be might have forgotten or might be a few episodes behind, we're just making we we started this off several weeks ago when uh, mm-hmm. Google announced that uh, they'd have a special deck of podcast search results, like actual episodes. If you do a search for a certain term, and it would it would also return episodes, playable episodes of podcasts that have that uh, that statement, that phrase, whatever topic in it. And I didn't know whether they were just going by the text that. Uh, the podcast producer was attaching to the description uh, when they post the podcast or whether it was actually doing something to uh, when it encounters a new episode of a podcast to do a quick uh, speech mm-hmm. to text to actually index it somehow. And so that's why we start. I started talking about the Gimpy Gimpy tree, uh, a.k.a. the suicide tree of Australia with tiny, <sighs> tiny micro tendrils mm-hmm. on the surf on the soft, dewy surface of each leaf. 
that if you brush against it to, with your bare skin has been described as a com- the pain being on a level of being shot with a bullet made out of acid. Uh, so thinking that if we nice. don't exactly, I just wanted to know if before we put this anywhere in a search in a in a text description, how long would it take? It seems as though we are finally in play now, because once again, mm-hmm. just before the show, I did my search p- for quote podcast about the gimpy gimpy unquote, uh, and then was was pleased to find that we are result number two within that deck of podcasts. Uh, mm. Funnily enough, material two one nine. So a couple episodes ago, it might be the mm-hmm. one that might be one of the first ones in which we you put it in the show notes or put it in the yes, okay. yes. So maybe the, maybe we're proving that we're going about description. And also, after finding that hit, I'd been burned once last week. Uh, I done I'd done the same search on my Chromebook, but then when I was when I turned to my MacBook uh, to uh, to do the podcast, it was nowhere to be seen. Did a tweet out, asked people to check for this phrase, mm-hmm. uh, and so we're getting uh, twelve responses so far, all of which thank you very much, uh, Chance Rubbish, uh, saying the results <laughs> in this order: material number one, then branch out, then epic, then acid pop. Howard Oakley says uh, exactly the same as what I said. Uh, the DOS box, yep. Also giving us a uh, a uh, uh, also giving us a screenshot of uh, of their own search results, which are identical to mine. Dave Hunt, yep. Ben Lee, yes. Mike Mills, I have to. He's doing that clever thing where they use like the high ASCII chart to make his name not appear in text, but with. But that's that's fine. Thank you. Nothing but gratitude. Yes, indeed. Other Grim. Yes. Down Chapel. Yes. James Campbell. Yes, sir. Same results. Mark, who apparently is Canadian and likes to drink red wine and also cuts or bites the heads off of chickens. Again, I'm just going from your order of emo- of emoji. Ah, uh, yes, Ontario. Mark. Yes. Exactly the same from Phoenix, Arizona, says DB or DB will do. Raconteur uh, says, okay, screenshot of listen notes, uh, Den Druxide Moroids, popular wiki of the day podcast. Okay. But anyway, yes, I think I think we have proven <laughs> finally that we are climbing that ladder of uh, of a search engine podcast optimization and can uh, can uh, high paying ads for snow tires and mid shelf scotch be far behind. So yeah, and I I also think that we have we'll, we'll keep this going for a little bit. I think we've demonstrated though that it's not searching the actual audio. It's going exactly by uh by uh, what we're putting in the show notes and the show docs are attached to the file, but we'll we'll continue this up chiefly because I just want I, I just like it. Hopefully we'll get will this will be a, a fun T shirt. The show, the only thing that the only thing that I think we haven't accomplished, uh, even in our two years together, uh, is with this podcast. Let alone the the other episodes we did uh, before this. Uh, we do, we haven't come up with that T shirt that has a slogan or an image or something that will only act as a shibboleth between people who don't know each other but mm-hmm. recognize it from this podcast. Like when you see somebody mm-hmm. with a T-shirt uh, allegedly from the Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage and you go, hey, you're a fan of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. That's right. Remember that episode where there is that guy that. who – yeah, so <laughs> – and it's just so satisfying when you're the one person who understands. I know that's I know that sigil. It's not even from a game. It's from a meme or surrounding a game that was out three years ago. I just want to. I just want to give you this receipt. 
does if you if you ever if you ever have people saying you spent twenty three dollars on a shirt that no one understands, you can show them this receipt I've just handed you, saying that see a random stranger who looked very very clean, smelled nice, and had uh, very uh, polite manners and bearing also recognized this reference. So ha ha ha, and my underscore ha. <laughs> Ha ha ha. I'm also laughing. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, hey, Andy, before we head into uh, our first ad of the show, how about uh, we let folks know that we are still doing the Relay FM for St. Jude fundraiser Yay. here at the Relay FM network. Uh, I checked the other day our... We're, we've made, I think we've collected an amazing amount of money thus far, and I think we are pushing uh, how much we're going for. That's right. Okay, we've made 155000 a little over, a, a little, $155,000 so far for uh, St. Jude, which is quite amazing. Our original uh, goal was 75000 if I recall correctly. <laughs> We're now shooting for 175000 which is an awesome amount of money. Relay FM is one of the partners, podcasting partners for St. Jude's. Uh, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, which, uh, you know, we want to bring, uh, we, we want to bring attention to because it's, uh, it's something that affects people across the world. And St. Jude's is one of the places that helps uh, folks, helps kids and families uh, when they're afflicted with this and with with this awful this awfulness makes the worst um, part so, worst time of their lives a little less mm-hmm. worse than it possibly could be precisely uh especially in regions where healthcare is not a guaranteed yeah. right for people so if you're interested in donating and helping us make our goal you can go to stjude.org/material that's our Call sign, I suppose, for uh, this particular fundraiser. And again, we're shooting for 175000 which would be super awesome. That's a really amazing amount of money. And um, I I just – I want to thank everybody. We want to thank yeah. everybody thus far who has donated and uh, is contributing in any way. And it's just – it's – it's amazing. I love it when we come together like this as a podcast family. So many of our listeners have been uh, here through 221 episodes of which I have mm-hmm. participated in almost every one of them, which would imply that our audience is probably the most generous audience in all of podcasting. It's nice to have an actual number uh, to back that up. Thank you, everybody uh, and everybody who, uh, who's uh, been listening to other Relay uh, podcasts and making this so successful uh, because there's uh, – it's – there, there, there is something about the active gesture of uh, arranging for money that you worked hard to earn to go from your possession to the hands of somebody who you're convinced is going to do something good with it. Uh, that's it's uh, uh, thoughts and prayers are nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Money can often produce more tangible benefits, uh, and it doesn't happen unless those of you are. So many of you are willing to do a little bit without in order to uh, empower another cause you believe in. So well, well done. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Uh, And with that, I think now we will go into our first commercial break. Why don't we? 
This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store to sell your things, or maybe you want to create a portfolio to show off your things, or maybe you want to create a blog so you can write about those said things. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do all those things. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help at all. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name as you need it. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash material. When you decide to sign up, use our offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for us, your favorite podcast, the material podcast. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash material and the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of the show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Did you know did you know emailing people is an energy suck? <laughs> no, not not as big a suck as waiting for people you have emailed to respond. Uh, true. Especially especially when it's okay, it's been two and a half to three days. One possibility is it's it we might be finally entering that zone where it's not impolite for me to send the hey, just checking to make sure you saw that email that I sent a few days ago. I just I I gave up a long time ago when I became a freelancer. I said, you know what? I'm gonna bother you because I need to make money. <laughs> <laughs> I just listen, waiting period is over. Like this is my third email in a week and a half. <laughs> you need to respond to me. Like the last time I've been this rejected was high school. Okay. And it's just <laughs> Anyway, welcome back to uh, Material Podcast, yes. and yes, Jim is going to leave all of that in, because <laughs> that's what happens on this podcast Again, this is Flo this is, is tired. And <laughs> we, see, well, we, I, I like to think that we have two very important services uh, to the greater podcasting podcast listener audience community. Mm-hmm. Number one is news information and personal yes. takes and analysis mm-hmm. of Google and Google-related news everywhere that it exists. And two, cautionary tales for anybody who's thinking about entering the freelance writing thing. It's not that we don't want you to uh, pursue this. We just want to basically filter out the people who don't really want to do this. It's like people – it's like working in Hollywood. Like you always hear people who live in L.A. like it's a tough industry, like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like we have to, you know, we have to continue that conversation and get it out there. Uh, And speaking of conversations, Conversations. Andy – we had uh, yes. really cool stuff. Uh, invitations went out from Google entitled, Come and See a Few New Things Made by Google. Now, it wasn't actually printed in the Grandma's Voice font, uh, but that was the text of the invite. Uh, Nor was it in Comic Sans. True. <laughs> uh, Google. But there, so uh, o- October 15th in the great nation of New York City, uh, there's going to be a press event in which they are – Likely, I think, uh, going to show off whatever has not been shown off uh, the Pixel 4. Uh, basically a big, big Pixel and other Nest sort of stuff event. Other Nest sort of stuff? Uh, how about a whole redo of the Google Wi-Fi package? Um, instead of three mesh routers, one router plus two beacons, which also <laughs> doubles assistant speakers 
And I'm hearing that these are going to work with the existing Google Wi-Fi hmm. uh, accessories. And so, so this, these are now. There's we have to we have to kind of partition things. There's almost nothing we don't know about the the Pixel Four. Uh, and there's the, a giant billboard in New yeah, York exactly. right now of the like orangey coral color right. that has become a part of the Google branding. So for those of you who like orange just in time for Halloween. Yep. So so we we kind of we have to kind of cling to like okay, well, we're not absolutely sure that there's going to be like a replacement for Google Wi-Fi under the next Nest branding. All all we know is that there's a rumor specifically saying what the architecture of this 3 unit uh, mm-hmm. d- d- deployment is going to be uh, and also that uh, in addition to being uh, smart speakers two of them uh, those two smart speakers also and also the rest of Google uh, uh, assistant responding to Wi-Fi commands such as being able to cut off like turn off the internet in this room so and turn it back on again so we can we can still be we might parents out there laugh maniacally yes. okay so sorry. we might we may or may not know exactly what colors that they'll be available in so that's that's something we could we could wonder uh, if we're going to there, there's Google's been sort of by process of elimination walking us towards the idea of one day there being a update to the Pixel book, uh, given that they've said that we're not going to be making uh, any more slate based tablet based uh chromebooks uh chrome os devices and it's been a couple of years since we've had a new so we could be wondering about that uh stadia is a thing we might be able i got to- an email about it today mm-hmm. a marketing email mm-hmm. uh chromecast we could have new chromecast stuff it's and other things that uh, we're probably not going to get a watch but we'll talk about that later too but that's mm-hmm. so it's is this the first how long ago has it been since Google did one of these launch events in New York? Oh, they did it last year. La- oh, okay, that's that's right. Yeah, they did they did the same one in last year, oh, which okay, of that's course right. caused all of us Californians to go. What are you doing in New York? <laughs> uh, sorry, but everyone knows out there. There's a bit of an East Coast West Coast kind of thing going on. Um, I am bummed for the West Coasters because this event is going to be at 7 a.m. their time. <laughs> Which means lots of early risers who want to tune in. But I do think in terms of scalability, <laughs> I suppose, uh, doing the event in New York, it adds to the, I don't know. And it's probably better too, just like globally, I suppose, to do it on New York time. It's somewhat closer to UTC than California is, you know, all the logistical things. Um you know, I we still have no idea where they're going to hold it, though. Like, there's no yeah. neighborhood mention or venue mention as of yet. It's just kind of, hey, you're invited. <laughs> book a plane ticket. Get a place to sleep. Yeah, we'll see you there. <laughs> at, le- at least they're giving people, like, better notice than Apple did, which is like, hi, now that the window for getting any kind of a cheap airfare to the West Coast has closed, we thought you'd like to spend $380 above the normal ticket price in order to come on on this first so that yeah so they're giving people three close to four weeks uh i'm uh have, have, did you did you receive an invite i did Are i you did coming? and i just i booked my ticket this morning yay uh my plane ticket and um i'm coming in for a very quick trip flying flying out monday staying tuesday we're gonna do uh an all about android we're I'm gonna do all about android remotely from there um 
I'm going to be looking at all the products and then passing out (laughs) (laughs) and back to Newark, New Jersey to get back on a plane and come home and be home and die for lunch. So it was kind of a plan. Uh, All my friends have left New York City. Yeah. See, Everybody move out here to the West Coast. So I'm like, hey, I don't need. But now I'm bummed because like everybody's going to be there. Uh, Regardless, it's going to be it's going to be a really it's going to be a big event. I mean, it's starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, As we were talking, there's supposed to be all these devices that Google's going to announce. It's basically what Google I.O. is uh, to developers. This event is for consumer hardware in the Google ecosystem. So this is where you get your trajectory, what you're going to buy this holiday season, and um, and where Google is taking its product lineup, which is going to be very interesting. I am just ready to see what these cameras on the back of this phone <laughs> can apparently do. Like, I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to bring a bunch of miniatures yep. with me in my, in my pocket, and I'm just going to, like, stack them up there and then just somehow grab a phone from somebody and just sit there and just take, <laughs> see see what the pictures look like, you know, the miniatures look like from far away and from close up. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't, you don't really have much to shoot inside these events. <laughs> yeah. I'm see, it's, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad it's in New York because I kind of have no excuse being like living in like New England and actually having moved a couple yeah. of, a couple of years ago, having moved like far enough outside of Boston that now it's actually like even a slightly shorter train ride and having a and being able to buy my ticket a month in advance and also having either the option of either a a friend uh in friend uh in one of the boroughs that is more than happy hmm. to let me stay in his guest room for a week if I want to and or see this is this is uh, I don't want you, I don't want to create the impression I'm not excited about attending this event I'm just saying that uh, there's, it's also, uh, the Met Opera opens, so the season, new season opens uh, on Monday. It's right now it's, uh, it's Wednesday as we record the op- opening night of the two ni- 2019, 2020 season with Porgy and Bess. Uh, and yes, I did arrange a business trip to New York next week so that I could hopefully yep. score $25 rush seats, hopefully even to the gala, but if not the gala, one of the three performances or four performances I'll be on that week. So it means that I can go in i can come in at 10 it's it's actually very nicely a portion for me because i can uh, attend the event from 10 to probably let's let's be optimistic and say that maybe they'll realize that at the end of the presentation it'll be about lunchtime so then they might have a nice buffet uh, microsoft is very good in that regard uh, the, every time I've been to like a Windows, like lap, uh, a Surface Book, like launch event, not just like a nice buffet, but like islands mm-hmm. of adventure of different mm-hmm. cuisines. Like, mm-hmm. oh, here is here is the Great Republic of Vegetarianism. Ooh, here is the here is here is the Grand Duchy of rolled up beef sandwiches. And and then also play, hang around, and we know you have to follow your story. Eat up, hearty boys and girls. So, uh, so maybe the so I'm saying that from ten to ten, from ten to eleven, eleven thirty, focus, taking notes, and then some time in the demo room. Hopefully, getting a free lunch, uh, and then after that, I've got to back break weekly. That I'll be recording like just immediately after because it's a Tuesday. But after that, like at, at noon, I'll at noon I can enter the ticket lottery for the opera. Possibly because I have very very good luck, so possibly hmm. score tickets to the opera, the curtain at uh, at seven thirty or eight. 
be out at 10, 1030, and then to this really great all-night 24-hour Korean restaurant that's near Penn Station, uh, have a bim-bim-bop that can't be beat, and then board like the red-eye train back home uh, at Penn Station, be home by 6, in bed by 6.30 or 7. Uh, it's so my my day is pretty much uh, pretty much uh, packed out. Now it would be it would be lovely to you know get together since we'll be both in the same in the same city. Uh, Unless I, I would think freak we you can out. Arrange it. Okay. I think we can arrange it. Okay. I think we can arrange it. It will be a small window of time, but you know a girl's got to eat. Exactly, and there's so we'll 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 go to the Horn and Hard Art Automat and get. The, <laughs> Get a, a, a pie and a sandwich from a refrigerated tiny door with men and women scurrying behind it. Yeah, it was. See, this is this is the this is the problem. It's 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 very very hard to uh, uh, if if it's very very dangerous to pretend to have like a uh, to pretend to like someone that is three thousand miles away. Well, you know, I mean. Can we just get along with them? Because we do a podcast, okay? We just have to pretend <laughs> to get along for 90 minutes because sooner or later, like, hey, well, you know, I'm coming out for that event. And like, oh, aren't you? And I'm going to be staying for a couple of days. So let's definitely You're get You're going to be in the East Coast? What? <laughs> Yeah, does that happen? No, that's I'm I am very much looking forward to that. That would be that would be kind of cool. I, when we we sort of like had we we're talking about this over Twitter, uh, Yasmin Evgen uh, said, "Well, geez, I haven't I haven't met you either, Andy." And I had to point out that Yasmin, don't think that I haven't noticed that you keep tweeting like now you're working at Google that you are flying everywhere all over the world it's almost as if you are specifically making a point of not visiting any place where i am nearby it's like let us put push pins in this giant globe until only when andy finally sees that there's a there are no push pins forming a clear circle of 180 to 300 miles around <laughs> southern new england maybe then he'll get the point that antarctica i'm in there you know that 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 barren forest in in uh, in in Australia, where Andy has been saying week after week about this dangerous, violent suicide bush. I actually went there too, just to say there is no place I'm not willing to go so long as you're not there, Andy. Oh, Andy, I'm sure it's not personal. Oh, thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. It's just you know, I I I, I, I cast long and and trolled hard for that uh, for that reassurance. I'm glad I got it. <laughs> If it, if I if I had gotten silence, I'm like, oh my god, I was just kidding. But really, <laughs> did I did I did no, give her? No, you're fine. Yeah, okay. But yes, that's so. Yeah, it should it it should be a scene, man. And we'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely get together. Um, we'll have. <laughs> oh, it's too bad you're not staying longer. It'd be great. It'd be great to do like a live version or like a, an actual like sitting across from the same table somewhere version. But I know. I'm sorry, Andy. I know my plan was to come back in time to do the podcast that afternoon <laughs> with you, which now I'm realizing is like, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. I just booked the ticket. So, but it's because it's expensive. It's expensive to stay in a hotel. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is, this is the reason why I kind of, I, I stopped going to like the Apple events, even though I was like going to San Francisco like two or three times a year for those things, because not, uh, not only did it become, I like I, the, the Google events that I've been to have been, of course, very well organized and very well stage managed. But they felt mm-hmm. like, hey, we've we've got members of the press who have spent money and invested time in coming out here. So we're going to make sure that whatever questions they come with, mm-hmm. we will do mm-hmm. our best to answer them as opposed to other 
billion dollar, trillion dollar tech companies where sometimes you feel like, ah, okay, thank you. <laughs> How many applause breaks is there going to be in this announcement of a new dongle? It's yeah, yeah. That's a, that's but- it's the difficult. It's one of the good things about having these things in New York City when you have it like in the in the amphitheater at Google or at Facebook or uh, at Apple. It's like the first seventeen rows are going to be people who work there and they're kind of partisan, shall we say? And the so let's just anyway. It'll be interesting. It'll, It'll be also interesting. be interesting to see if uh, I don't know. I guess we talked about everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like they're like I was just looking at notes and I'm like, eh, yeah, we kind of talked about it. Uh, we didn't. Well, the Nest, we, update is, to the Nest Mini, uh, which is exciting only in that the things that they we that we collected. It's just weird calling it an S mini because yeah. I'm imagining a thermostat on the wall. I still have not transitioned yeah, over to that school of thought. Yeah, <laughs> uh, again, even when I say the word MacBook, I'm mentally correcting the word PowerBook and it's they and they haven't been called PowerBooks since yeah. the Clinton administration, something close to that. So, yeah, yes. it's, it doesn't it doesn't happen that way. There's there's some there's some parts of your mental real estate that are burned into EEPROM that you can't you can't do a flash uh, flash the the EEPROM and 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 get get going there again. Uh but yeah, so uh, maybe interesting. Maybe a Nest Mini update, uh, adding get hold on to your horses a audio outjack and wall mountability, which is actually legitimately exciting because there have been yes. so many times where, again, after if you've if you're or survival of more than one holiday season, you have mm-hmm. probably inadvertently like done something to result to result in through a complex and unknowable se- sequence of, of of steps a free like Google home mini to simply arrive on your doorstep, like an abandoned, like basket of kittens. Uh, and so, Aww. and so when you, and we use them, it's like, wow, this would be, I, I like it, but Oh, if only it had like a, like a headphone jack so I could attach a speaker to it. Or uh, I really, really want to like just tack it up on the wall here because I don't want, I don't want to clutter up a desktop or, or a counter. And so they said, Oh, we've belatedly realized that we just decided to do the most simple, most obvious thing we could possibly have done. So, yeah, but you, they, they are setting us up, though. If they have anything of any surprise, boy, is that going to hit like a ton of bricks because we are few, we're I, we're both like I, want, I don't want to say jaded. I just want to say plugged in and informed where mm-hmm. mentally we've are. There have been times where I at least prepared a rough draft of a product of my reactions to a product, not. And not because I think, oh, great. So instead of like actually writing something after the event, I can just file this and then go out for cookies. But more like I want to have like one dry run through. If it if it is exactly as I suppose it's going to be, then I think I want to start like this, then go into this. And, ooh, I just came up with a really good joke. So I'll use that joke there. Uh, and this is one where it's like you feel as though a, a – actually, we have a month. If you, if you just – if I started like a TensorFlow project – and I and fed it a whole bunch of my writing and then a whole bunch oh. of like product announcements. I believe that I could get it to create a create a version of my reaction to this. What I know is what we think we know is coming to a fairly mm-hmm. to not a usable degree of accuracy, but enough that I would be willing to fund further research into this project with an eye towards my suddenly writing 18 columns a day 
reducing my reducing my my <laughs> my fee to just a, a stock like hundred dollars for whatever it is, and then just all I have to do is <laughs> do a quick proofread of these forty eight different AI produced AI uh, columns, and then just file invoices, which I know I could probably get the invoicing done for me. What we're not going to see though is wearables. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry was... to anyone still like asking me about the Pixel Watch. So, Flo, you don't think they're going to make uh, a Pixel Watch? Um, no, yeah. not really. Hmm, I gave up. Uh, it's just like I gave up a long time that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio would ever date a supermodel uh, over the age of 25. <laughs> Ooh, that burned. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Five people who got that joke. No, no, no. I, no. I, I got that too. And I'm <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, my, I'm gonna, I'm going to, uh, I'm choosing to use my totally irrelevant to Google topic card <laughs> and saying that this is this is a handicap that is suffered by so many people like Leonardo DiCaprio, where there's a time in which he is 18 or 19, and it is amazing oh, that so he bad. is getting the attention of 24 year old supermodels. And then there's a time so, where he's 24 years old himself, and he's dating someone who's totally age appropriate to him. Finally, and that's right? Incredible. Yes. And yes, then there's, yes. and then like you're, th- he's 30, but you know he's an actor, so okay. there's some malleability and how. And then like he is the age that he is, which is probably too old to be dating 24 year old supermodels without looking a little bit. Ding Icky? ding 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 ding. Yeah, and so, <laughs> I mean, again, again, God, God love him. I'm not saying that he shouldn't like be, you know, dating whomever he wants to date, so long as that person uh, is willing and eager to date him as well. And he is a bit of a catch, uh, having that sort of roguish cowlick, uh, that sure. uh, and and what and whatnot. And you know, uh, after you know, after Titanic. If he asked me out on a date, I would have strapped on a bikini and be lounging on uh, on some deck somewhere alongside him, no problem. He's got that kind of energy. I'm just saying that there's a point at which I don't judge a male actor. I don't, like, like cluck my tongue, but it disappoints me when I find out that this 63, 64, 65-year-old now, like, legendary actor, like, mm-hmm. oh, and you're dating a 23-year-old, okay? Okay, 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 again, it, it doesn't involve me in any way, shape, or form. I thought you were great in JFK. I thought your performance as Winston Churchill was awesome. I'm just going to not think about you dating someone who is less than a – less than a... Tinker Taylor Soldier <sighs> Spy, your your greatest performance ever. I've been watching them – watched it on cable, <laughs> then I had to buy it on Blu-ray, and I'm just never off my – and again – I'm not, it's not me. I'm saying I like you despite the fact that you seem to be dating very, very, very young women. I'm just saying that I'd be more impressed if you went the Jack Lemon route, which. Thank you, Andy, uh, for <laughs> accepting my off topic card for this episode. Uh, and now returning anyway, okay, back, back to our regular schedule. Program. So, so if you're, if you like me are a fan of, uh, uh, of Android smartwatches of Android Wear and or Wear OS, mm-hmm. and you're excited to get Google alerts with lots of topics in the news about, uh, Wear OS, uh, Especially happening just a few weeks before we know mm-hmm. there's going to be a major product launch, you would be disappointed to uh, to click on oh from a Business Insider a very very nice and detailed uh, <laughs> a retrospective entitled an inside look at Google's erratic smartwatch strategy uh, <laughs> and the and the other one uh, 
being uh, uh, from wearable uh, about what Google got from right. Fossil in a $40 million deal. But let's, uh, let's Which talk- doesn't, by the way, sound like a lot. Can I just say that? It doesn't Maybe sound like a lot. It does Like $40 million doesn't sound like a lot in terms of what we've talked about in deals in Silicon Valley. So just want to put that out there. Again, it sounds like... <sighs> That's bonus money for if there's an executive at one of these companies whose name, uh, let's say three out of fifty people in the world would recognize as I don't know mm-hmm. what who let's let's okay I'm not, I was not going to say he or she is always a he I don't know who he is but I've heard that name before he is probably being paid that much in bonus money a year so it doesn't sound like a mm-hmm. lot but let's let's start off with the business since both of them have both of these articles both by the way had a, a really good backstories on the history of why google has been treating its wearables the way that it has and why there might be a lot more to overcome to solve mm-hmm. this problem than simply something that's competitive with the apple watch uh business insider really goes back uh, and so to the early days in which a wearable was definitely within the the glamorous uh, futuristic wheelhouse of the founders of Google saying, well, we're a high-tech futuristic company and someday we'll all like wear computers on our wrists that will do things. And so they were developing hardware. Uh, and as uh, uh, those of you who remember all the way back to uh, the days just before the development of the Apple Watch, there was a time where mm-hmm. everybody, particularly after the success of the Pebble smartwatch, was saying, well, now Microsoft is, in- is interested and Facebook is interested and Google's interested and Apple's interested. Let's all get on board. Google was indeed developing hardware uh, and was pretty far along. But then, the, then uh, essentially what happened was uh, – Greg Osterlich, who's formerly of Motorola, came aboard to run Google hardware. And one of the things he thought was really, really important was to make sure that rather than Google's hardware strategies being like, we're making eight different devices that have nothing to do with each other, either in function or design mm-hmm. or appearance, he wanted to sort of tell a common story and make sure these things seemed and operated as a relatable way uh, for each other. So they he canceled this uh, this hardware product mm. project um and had a couple of effects they they first of all uh, earlier on they had decided that maybe we'll make hardware but we really think we've had so much success in just creating an android operating system for phones and then not really making phones but making so much money because everyone's using our yeah but that's a, that's a better business mm-hmm. model for us and didn't really turn out to be the case uh and it was further complicated uh, as pointed out by this Business Insider article, that uh, they did create this really nice operating system called Wear OS that even with, with 1.0, comparing Wear OS 1.0 to what would eventually be called Watch OS on Apple, I so much preferred Wear OS because it was coherent, it was focused, mm-hmm. it was relevant mm-hmm. to a wrist top or as Apple. It really did seem uh, for the first two years like – they knew that they couldn't – whatever – it was going to take a while for them to figure out smartwatches. They could always push out changes to the interface and the software. They can't push out uh, changes to the hardware in a month's time. So they built a beautiful, elegant watch that didn't have any function or purpose and was kind of clumsy of the things it did do. Really loved Wear OS. But unfortunately, this is how, this is how powerful Google often is. Samsung said – 
Nah, let's. You know what? We we've been developing this uh, alternative to Android called Tizen, and maybe yeah. maybe this would be a good uh, opportunity for us to try to build a device that doesn't use any of your software whatsoever. Uh, and and as a result, uh, they they have a, a market share listed here based uh, up till uh, the first half of 2019. Wear OS has only six percent of the entire market. Compared to fifteen percent for Tizen and thirty, wow. yep, and thirty-seven percent for WatchOS. Um, another interesting tidbit that they provide: uh, <laughs> the Wear OS watches are not even more popular than uh, watches that simply run Android. Where they some Chinese manufacturers they'll just like take the free version of the Android open source version mm-hmm. of the Android operating system, just use that as a platform to build a watch mm-hmm. on with crappy fitness stuff and crappy music stuff. That those watches have twenty eight percent of the market. Once again, compared to six percent for all Wear OS wow. departments. Wow, that's disparate. That, yeah. That's quite disparate that oh that blows that stings <laughs> yeah. that stings they talked to uh, a whole bunch of uh, developers and analysts uh, one uh, ross manges mange mange i'm sorry ross uh owner of the app development company sparkistic uh told business insider that his company gets 75 percent of its revenue from samsung apps and 25 percent from android wear tizen manges said had quote torched unquote downloads from android wear os in recent years that's my fault partly sorry i'm one of those <laughs> damn it for having a point of view and liking the things you like and telling other people why you like the things you like damn it for wanting a functioning fitness watch yeah um, i mean that's like i said it's the situation is so desperate and that especially in like my position where i get to again in two days time i will have the uh, the the very latest version of the apple watch on my wrist and i'll have it for like mm. six months and it's going to be I, I I I the danger zone is that I think I could give or give or take the iPhone, but there's going to be a time where it's like ah, now I have to take off this watch and not use it anymore. And even even though I've had like the my loner iPhone uh, 11 in a box like in my secure cabinet for the past three months, I have been wearing. I, I predict that I will be wearing this watch every single day, just as a watch and just as a fitness device, and still liking it. Um, they also they 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 tore apart uh, the problems pretty well. They said uh, they also said, noticed something that uh, I had never heard before. That when they shut down when I, when Google shut down Google Plus, that really didn't help things because that happened to be the hub of the Wear OS developer community. Um, mm-hmm. Again, uh, from Ross Manges, uh, quote, they didn't replace it with anything, he said, speaking of uh, Google and the Google Plus shutdown, quote, so there is no developer community that I'm aware of for Wear OS. There's a subreddit, but no one from mm. Google frequents that. Mm. So then, then it gets a little bit sadder because <laughs> they, well, now they're talking about what actually happened to the Pixel Watch. Now this is this is why, uh, of course, this, uh, maybe it's maybe it was a bad idea. To, I, I can't blame anybody but myself because I wrote this show doc, and so right after we discuss, oh ha ha, we know exactly what's going to be announced on the fifteenth. Ha ha, everything's been leaked and we've seen pictures and everything. Ha ha. The thing is. Uh, <laughs> Nothing is real until it's actually been announced yep. and released. Yep. You might remember two, uh, two or three years ago, uh, I was. I, I know that on this show, I was really excited because 
it was absolutely certain that, that Google was working with LG to create a Pixel watch. We had samples. We had all mm -hmm. this information. We had production mm -hmm. stuff. But again, that was when Greg Osterloch I'm, – I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going – Osterloch. It's Rick, sorry. Rick, Rick Osterloch. Rick, well, I say Rick. I've, I've, I've known him since Motorola and I just – maybe he just looks like a great to me. Anyway, so Rick Osterloch came aboard on summer 2016 uh, to take charge of Google hardware. Now, at this point, this, the, the uh, Business Insider talked to a former employee – uh, who directly worked on the project. They had plans to release it in fall of 2016, uh, quoting from the article, one that would be a shining example of all that was possible with its operating system, Android Wear. According to the former empl employee, the product photo shoot for the watches had already been completed. The official name of the watches, however, had yet to be agreed upon. The watches were meant to complement the upcoming release of Google's new smartphone, what would become the, called the Pixel, but the Pixel branding for the phone, quote, wasn't finally until very late but before that could so before that could happen rick osterlo came in and took charge of google hardware and again like i said earlier his first order of business was instead of having the scatter shot like it's almost as if we've got eight companies making eight different hardware products let's streamline mm -hmm. this and make the pixel name mean something and have consistent design language but also interoperability and so uh, he just, so he decided to cut things like Project Aura, another thing that was actually scheduled mm -hmm. to ship to developers and to be sold at a, at kiosks uh, in Puerto Rico. I mean, it was a done deal, but then was canceled at the last minute. Uh, canceled because of uh, because of Rick. Uh, he decided that aesthetically and functionally, it didn't feel like it was part of the Pixel series of hardware. Um, again, quoting this former employee, quote, it didn't look like what belonged in the Pixel family. Quote, we didn't mm. want a peripheral product to bring down the name of the Google hardware brand. Uh, he also said that the syncing between the watches and the Pixel phone, quote, didn't work that great, which, of course, would be a bigger problem than, ooh, we don't think that the roundness of this bezel matches the roundness of the bezel on the Pixel 1 phone. Uh, and because, they're, I mean, again, this it wasn't like product sketches. These were actually being manufactured. So they couldn't really abandon it. So instead, uh, the two, the exact hardware that was going to be boxed and sold as the Pixel watches were wound up being sold by LG as the LG Watch Style and the LG mm -hmm. Watch Sport. So it's not as though mm -hmm. they made their own version of something no, these were they, – they pushed the red button. They said we need to print up new boxes that say LG Sport and have the LG logo on it. Um, so it's 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 sad. And, and oh, So let's – is there hope for the future? Well, they're saying that Google is still having problems convincing hardware makers to even create watches that come out in step with all the new features they keep adding to Wear OS. Like they had – they added much-demanded feature, the ability to uh, receive phone calls and make phone calls on the device, but they couldn't convince any of their hardware partners, hi, this is going to be happening a year and three months from now. Do you think you could make – a watch that supports it, and again, Motorola and Sony and are all saying, nah. Uh, <laughs> tag, I will never pronounce this correctly. Tag who are? Tag what? Tag where? Wah, tag where? Whatever. It's okay. I am we don't so have money not. I am anyway. so exactly. I can. <laughs> uh, I, even if I got a really convincing knockoff, they'd ask me where I stole the. They'd ask me to pronounce it, and then they would say, well, I'm going to take this from you because it's either a copyright violation or stolen property. Either way, you should not be having it. Um, so uh, they're, they're having problems convincing people to pay these kind of premium prices 
for a tag smartwatch, which start at fifteen hundred dollars on a device that has really the same tech capabilities as a three hundred dollar watch. Neither Google nor tag has revealed how much they've sold, but the inside sources have told them they sold uh, all of fifteen thousand watches and try if you if not in not in the apple store like in the mall near my house but if you if i go to new york city like apple the fifth avenue apple store i could Mm -hmm. probably count that many watches in the course of a day being sold uh so it's uh, it's it's hard uh they're I, i i they make a lot of sense in their conclusions they're saying that um apple has now has utter dominance of this market Google is going to have to to be com- at all competitive just to make a competitive watch. They're going to have to basically stop <laughs> believing that Qualcomm is ever going to make uh, a, a a CPU for a, a smartwatch that is in any way lets it do cool stuff uh, and be compact and run on, run a long time on a battery. Uh, the one analyst they talked to said that Google making its own watch now it'll be it won't happen because they think that there's money to be made in selling the hardware if they if someone makes a really good case that a Google branded smartwatch will help entice people to use more Google services then maybe it will move forward but overall they're really making it they're they're really saying that all the if you had any money in a mattress holding out for a Pixel watch not just this year or any year Maybe take you and the kids and the and the spouse out for a nice dinner and a movie, putt putt mini golf. Maybe maybe if you putting if you were putting together five hundred dollars, if you can just rent a cabin by the beach for one night for an Airbnb, maybe that's a better use of that money because that yeah, that's not it's not happening. It's not happening. Oh boy. On slight, uh, slightly better news. Uh, and, well, <laughs> like, again, it's, it's just you know. So I'm, I, guess, I, have no, I, guess, I have nothing to say. Yeah. I, I said everything I could. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry. I apologize to the one person on Twitter who said, "Dear Andy, please let Flo talk on the uh, on the podcast." And I didn't want to say anything because I thought that uh, this, I mean this is a case in which I do have more to say. But I'm putting up, I'm the host this week, so it's okay. And also, and also <laughs> to the see uh, Flo. <laughs> I mean, you're. You are you are one of the most uh, t- has it together and uh, not willing to take crap people that I know. And if I were like elbowing you out of the out of, out of the microphone field and talking too much, you would either tell me immediately, say, "Okay, oh, stop, stop, Jim. We're we're pausing right here." Oh, Jim, but for real, we're not pausing here. I was just preparing. Jim, we're pausing here. Andy, you know that it really is Flo and Andy here. I know that if well, I changed my name to Andy, would that give me the entitlement to actually talk for a little bit, Andy? Would that be okay? I appreciate that, but uh, we're you're really just relaying the facts of what has been going on, and all <laughs> I can really do is react at this point because I I don't have any expectation from wearables from the Android folks. <laughs> In fact, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that means that if they do launch something, I'll be pleasantly surprised. And it'll be like Christmas in June. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I I still have hopes because what I really – the thing that uh, Wear OS has that Apple Watch will never have is mm-hmm. variety. That if you – you will never have – you will always – every Apple Watch Plus and will minuses, always, right? Well, it's just that every Apple – if you 
every Apple Watch will look like every other Apple Watch. There are different case case colors and right. different bands, but. If you like the squared pillow sort of design, that's great. If it doesn't do anything for you, then uh, you will still buy the squared pillow design because it's still a great watch. But what I, it's great to have different designers with different points of view, including mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want to st- put all kinds of diamonds and sparkles and crystals on it? I, it's yeah. not for me, but I'm glad that people who want the very blingy, goldy sort of one can still have, you know, heart rate monitoring and fitness uh, in that Michael Kors watch. Uh, so it's that's the one thing that I I really hope that they get on their bike and things kind of work out. Uh, but so I, I, I was I, I know they led this off by saying that all the, t- the two big stories, neither of them were good. Maybe in retrospect, the second one is good. Remember how uh, a while ago in uh, in January there was the one of the weirdest acquisitions that Google has ever done, both for the from our point of view as people who look at these things a long time, forty million dollars, which doesn't seem like that's like what is in the tip jar of any good taco truck parked on the Google camp. It doesn't seem like a lot of money for Apple to, for Google to acquire stuff mm-hmm. uh, from. And the fact that they are acquiring from Fossil, the major manufacturer of smartwatches that use Wear OS, they wouldn't say what technology. Of watches. Of watches, yes. Of watches. Yeah. Just. And, oh, sorry, watches and Wear OS, but also. Mm-hmm. Like, so what could they have possibly bought from Fossil for $40 million that Fossil would have been willing to give up because again, they are probably. I think the largest. They're certainly the, the largest maker of Wear OS smartwatches. So if they have something that is Wear OS really, really cool, they would kind of want to hold on to it so they could take advantage of that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google only referred to the whatever they required uh, acquired as quote a new product innovation that's yet not yet hit the market. Uh, so wearable, uh, citing several sources who spoke on condition of an- anonymity, uh, spilled the beans on this. They say that the innovation was a hybrid analog slash digital watch technology uh, that was sort of codenamed Diana for Die Digital Analog Anna, um, which was originally developed at a company called Misfit, which Fossil itself acquired mm-hmm. in 2015 for 20, mm-hmm. $260 million. So, uh, And what Wearable is saying after talking to all these Whoa, people... Whoa, wait a minute. Fossil paid more for that than they got from Google? Yeah. Okay. See, that's, a, that's that that plays into the, into the narrative. It makes it a little bit juicy. Uh, yeah. They, uh, so it explains... The story they tell explains a lot. They <clears throat> It says uh, clearly they... Uh, the, Fossil way overpaid for Misfit. It was way too much money for what they got. Also, Mm -hmm. according to their sources, uh, Fossil was not prepared for how much it was going to cost them to essentially take all the, the all the engineering staff and all the engineering resources of Misfit, and now we got to pay these engineers. We have to pay for their research. We have to pay for everything that they do. Uh, there was one one pull quote that I definitely included because it made me kind of angry with fo- anybody who reads, uh, works for Fossil. Uh, <laughs> there's a, the the fact that uh, they got twenty Fossil engineers in the deal, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> You have some 25-year-old – I'm quoting the one of the sources uh, from Fossil, anonymous sources, quote, you ha- 
you have oh I, i'm trying to figure out which absolutely d-bag voice is need to be used to <laughs> you have some 25 year old engineer making the same as a director of marketing in dallas one source described so the director is like what the hell i'm in marketing these people only design electronics and make software and give us a product to sell they're not as important as a director of marketing. So there was they, uh, what happened. So a lot of what happened was that they they overpaid for Misfit to begin with, and then the they were losing so much money by having the staff uh, and also uh, the, the culture. The, the Misfit, the Misfit staff, the Misfit engineers were like computer scientists, engineers who are focused on, ooh, what would we, if we were to build a wearable computer that runs on your wrist, how would that work? And how, that's the sort of stuff that really moves them. Whereas Fossil is a watchmaker. They are all about style uh, and fashion. And so you could say that the, uh, uh, that the interaction between these engineers and the stylist was a bit of a misfit. Misfit. Thank you. Thank you. Here all night. Uh, so uh, and so uh, I, I'm saying that it's it sh- in retrospect, maybe this is good news for Google and Wear OS uh, because so uh, trying to stem the tide of like this really, really bad deal. They sold essentially they sold this Diana technology along with these uh, the uh, the employment of these 20 engineers to Google. These 20 engineers are now Google employees. And now Fossil has like this terrible brain drain. They don't really have the ability to create any more innovation than let us use origami technology to find out how to get even more diamels into the K of the Michael Kors logo. That's really all the innovation that they have left. Uh, they got this Diana technology for a song, $40 million. They're really for, for, for heaven's sakes. That's one third of their F, latest FTC fine. Yep. One third of a government fine. If you can't, if it can't, I can't make it sound any more pathetic than that. Uh, and so, uh, and it looks like that's actually going to pay off because uh, another thing, uh, news just came on the wire, at least I just, uh, just last night or early this morning, I just caught uh, Circuit Breaker's blog on The Verge, mm-hmm. a couple other sources <clears throat> have uh, diagrams of. Uh, three new fossil, three new hybrid wearables that go by the name, quote, Fossil Collider Diana smartwatch, currently available for pre-order from a variety of retail sites for around 200 euros slash, which amounts to $220. Uh, so using the same Diana name, they these look like mock-ups. They definitely look like mock-ups. But what, they, what I'm seeing in front of me uh, in this Verge article are what look like very sporty little like analog watches and the dial of the watch is looks like a, an actual like black and white, maybe even a paper uh, LCD screen that has uh, Wear OS style notifications and complications on them. So imagine having like a watch that runs for more than uh, more than twelve hours to tell you the time. It will tell you the time all day long and all week long and all month long. But in the background, it's also giving you fitness information. It's also giving you a notification popping up in the background. That sounds like it could be kind of hot. Uh, if you were to combine the real interactivity of a real f- uh, uh, smartwatch OS, not just uh, not just a fitness sort of stuff, but really what it can do, but also just make it sort of in the background of a conventional watch where it's not 
critically important that you charge it every single afternoon or early evening. That could be interesting. And and for 220 bucks, that's definitely within the lines of uh, – not crazy amount of money to spend. Of course, you know, you're competing with the $199 Apple Watch Series 3, which is uh, they dropped the price down last month, excuse me, last week too. But it's interesting. I really just hope that this indicates that it's still an ongoing thing as opposed to Wear OS joining joining Google Plus and and Wave and everything else and the That's not going to happen. Of ghosts and wins. That's not going to happen. Uh, this model, for what it's worth, Fossil's been is had into play for years. I have a hybrid watch from Fossil, so this follows along with what they've already been developing. Um, but again, this is only going to fit a particular subset of users. Yeah. This is not this is not a replacement for what Samsung has done with Tizen and what Samsung has done on the fitness side. There, I mean. I argue that Samsung has a lot of the fitness features, which is the reason that people are on the Apple Watch um, for people who are iPhone users. So I don't know. I You would think that Google would have a winner just having a wearable with Google Assistant tied to it. But with Assistant being at home and on your phone and now you get a little dongle, put it in your car, you really don't need to have it on your wrist. And when it was on your wrist, it was really finicky. It didn't work all the time. I remember how many times I tried to call upon it running through an airport and it just didn't work. Uh, it's just inconsistent that this is the, that this is the last ditch effort really says something about Wear OS's viability. It's, I don't know. Or maybe, I mean, this could also just be a very different it's just a, it's just another kind of smartwatch that's going to be available. Something yeah. that just syncs up with Google services and Google Fit instead of some other third-party brand. But uh, you know, the statistics you read earlier, it just it I feel like Google has the same problem in wearables that it probably has with its smartphones. That's why the Pixel still isn't like number one seller because there's just so many other offerings on the market. So I don't know. Uh, so I just hope that Wear OS continues to be a thing as opposed to being consigned to the Google graveyard. Um, they, they really they have to get they have to get the marketing money in order they can actually let people know this thing still exists. But more than that, they need to get rid of these Qualcomm chips that are powering all these devices. They're just yeah. terrible. They were barely adequate uh, in version one, and they've barely made any forward progress while Apple has put so much power into these devices that it can take a live EKG and give you a beautiful, like, 300 frame per second, 800 DPI version of that uh, that EKG on your wrist. And so hard to get uh, Wear OS to do things that are halfway as cool when it you're working is working on a lawnmower engine versus a V12 inside the Apple Watch. So hope it hope we still see more. Uh, my money for a smartwatch will still be very much staying in my wallet until I see some signs of life from it. But again, I'm pulling for you. I'm just not willing to pull the plug on you yet. Let's wow. do one more commercial again. Sorry, everyone, we're going so late, but this is what happens when we get interested and excited. 
This episode of Material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. When you're preparing to travel abroad this summer, there will be a lot of things on your checklist. But there's one very important thing that's missing from that checklist. One app that's going to keep you safe and secure online while you are away, and that's ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN doesn't just encrypt your data while you surf the net on public airport and hotel Wi-Fi. It lets you stream and access content that normally would have been blocked in that country. So you can unblock all of your favorite websites and browse just as if you were at home. With ExpressVPN, powerful encryption secures your data. It's super easy to use and it runs in the background. Just download the app, click to connect, and you're protected. It uses new cutting-edge technology called Trusted Server to make sure there are no logs of what you're doing online. And it costs less than $7 a month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Now, I use ExpressVPN when I was overseas in Romania because I got to tell you, as great as Netflix is, unfortunately, you don't get all the same content depending on the region you're in. Well, I really needed to stay caught up on my shows while I was overseas. And so thankfully to ExpressVPN, I was able to dial into a San Francisco network and get those shows on Netflix that were waiting for me to watch in my queue. So don't travel this summer without downloading ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash material. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash material for three months free with a one-year package. Go there now. It's one thing off of your checklist, expressvpn.com slash material. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of material and all of Relay FM. And we're back from a commercial break, and we have some fantastic news. Yes. About uh, someone who happens to have been a former host here at uh, mm-hmm. Material Podcast. Um, the name Russell Ivanovich will be very familiar. Okay, to you. so it's not about him specifically, but it is about the reason that he left us. <laughs> so, you know. He so didn't leave we, us. We he like, he said he's going to the corner for cigarettes, and he'll be right back. Uh-huh, I can't imagine okay, what yeah. might have happened with him. I hope he's okay, but he's definitely coming mm-hmm. back. No. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, in, great news on PocketCast uh, for everyone who likes to have a good pocket, <laughs> a good podcast uh, app. Uh, they're changing their uh, their business, their money model uh, for mm-hmm. uh, for selling the app. Uh, it used to be three ninety nine, or actually some versions of it, like the desktop version, was even more expensive. Now every version of podcast is going to be free, and they're launching oh. a, and they're launching a premium subscription service. Hang on, oh. don't get angry oh. yet. Oh, oh, it doesn't. Oh. it doesn't. I know. Uh, again, when I saw this, I'm like, oh. God, so now if I want to listen, if I want to download more than three podcasts and anything in English, I'm going to have to pay money. No, no, no. They were very clear that uh, <laughs> that the free version of Pocket Cast is going to be really like the exact like what you have now. Only you don't have to pay four dollars for it, and also you get all the other versions of this for all other platforms for free as well. It will re- quote retain all of the existing features that listeners know and love unquote. Which again, as the the cynical journalist in us said, okay, so you're basically saying that we don't like automatically having playlists, that we don't love that. So no, 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 uh, including the cool stuff like cross-platform playback, 
playback sync, which I use a lot. Like I'll start listening to something mm-hmm, on my phone mm-hmm. and then I get home and then I'm listening. I'm actually at my desk. So I want to play through like my Mac speakers. So that will work. Uh, trimming silence that will work. Sorting podcast that'll work. Uh, they'll continue to update the apps, continue to add these new features, uh, new features for free. Uh, and they also want us to know that today's announcement co- coincides with the ability to play custom audio and video files. So you can use it as a video and audio player as well. Uh, Goodbye VLC. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, which, which ties into what you would get for 99 cents a month or $10 a year, uh, on mm-hmm. the subscription plan. Uh, you, for, when you get, uh, if you sign up for pocket casts plus, uh, you get access to the desktop apps, exclusive app icons and themes. Oh boy! Uh, but also ten gigabytes of cloud storage, which is which would normally also be. Yeah, I've got clouds more cloud storage than I know what to do with right now. But it's it's nice because uh, particularly because it will kind of allow you. It will actually allow you to use Pocket Cast as like an all you're all in one like content player. I was player. about to say. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. you don't want to have to juggle between three or four different apps, you don't want to have to. I I unfortunately I'm in the position right now of using typically like three or four different music apps for three or four different purposes. So it's not as though if you want to stop listening to uh, a podcast and want to start listening to like a, an album you picked up last week. You don't have to quick switch into Pocket Cast, switch that down, quick switch into this other app. You can just stop and play. So that so that sounds that sounds really, really nice. Uh, people who have previously purchased the desktop app will be given three years of Pocket Cast for free. Um, woohoo, woohoo! That includes me. Yes. I gave Russell money. <laughs> yes, I'm, this is Sometimes it's very, very pleasant to just pay money for apps uh, because my, yeah. because four bucks is not a whole lot of money, and also I like the idea of like 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 we said earlier when we're talking about donating money. There's something very mm-hmm. very explicit mm-hmm. about saying I have I I worked hard for this money. I've earned this money. I have Agreed. need for money. Even if I wanted to waste money, uh, I'm not going to waste this money on myself. I'd much rather ha- let you have it, which means that I am investing in you and I support the things that you're doing. Um, the Verge talked to uh, the CEO of Pocket Casts, Owen Grover, uh, because Russell was way far, far too busy to deal with us ink-stained wretches of the press. Uh, <coughs> uh, explaining the uh, the change, said the team at Pocket Casts realized that the one-time download fee was, quote, antiquated, so they were dropping it. Uh, quote, not because we're trying to move users to Pocket Casts Plus and regain that revenue, but so we can better align with the open access philosophy of our public media mm-hmm, ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, he wrote, uh, quote, in fact, we predict only a small percentage of power users will opt for Pocket Casts Plus. Uh, the reminding us that uh, NPR, WNYC Studios, WBEZ in Chicago, and This American Life all as a group acquired Pocket Cast in 2018. So it doesn't look – so it, it, on one level it might sound like, oh, well, they're getting so much competition now from Google Podcasts and Spotify. But it really does seem like an extension of their mission that uh, if there are a lot of people that – are not going to get this best best in class podcast app if it costs three dollars ninety nine cents more than many alternatives, and this is a way that they can still uh, be paying people, but also allow this to become a free resource for everybody. So, here, here, the more people who are using podcasts, Pocket Cast, the better uh, for everybody. It's it's like for uh, as podcasters, I feel as though we are in the beautiful like Pantages theater with all the neon lights and bulbs and the plush seats uh, and the beautiful projection uh, and other apps that come free with a subscription music service are often like being at that failed mall that still has like three screens left that are kind of running. So 
Bully uh, I just see cobwebs and uh, over there in that corner where I let a candle run too long. <laughs> Why didn't anybody let me run a candle towards the roof? I will have no idea. Um, Should we end so you can grab a fire extinguisher? Are you safe? No, no, okay. no. It, it, it This happened a long time ago. I just, I never, I, apparently a Mr. Clean eraser will get rid of it, but <laughs> I, I never got rid of, it's just, it looks like a shadow. So that's how I've gotten away with it. <laughs> Yeah. I just thought I'd share that with everybody on the podcast. Again, you're, um, we're, we're painting a word picture. Of enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy this theater of the air that we've constructed uh, around all of us. That's, that is probably <sighs> going to best do it for us uh, this week on the Material Podcast. Uh, Flo, is there anything? Okay, we had, a lot to, we had a lot to talk about in terms of wearables, okay? Like, I am still processing yes. that information about market share. <laughs> Again, when the – yeah, it's <laughs> – and then Andrew, and then Amazon's probably going to make like a fire watch and then that'll make things even harder because Yeah, that's what somebody wants to wear on their wrist, a fire watch. <laughs> uh fire festival watch may as well be just as marketable. It probably it would probably outsell Wear OS and market share. <laughs> and nobody would ever get it. Uh, uh anyway. Hello, anything that uh, you'd like to call people's attention to between today and next week's show? Uh nope. Nope, okay. Uh I'm good. <laughs> I mean, look Website, florencelion.com. No, hold on, Andy, because I listened to a podcast yesterday about how I need to brag more as a woman. So I'm going to brag and I'm going to say go to florencelion.com for my blog, which I try to update weekly. Go to Oh That Flow on Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and Twitch and add me and let's be friends. Uh, Let's see what else. Oh, I'm also on the Twit Network every Tuesday night. Doing all about Android. I'm here on the Relay FM network. Discord. With Andy and Notco. Discord. Get your Discord going. I have a Discord, yeah, Discord. with a secret link that you have to find to get in <laughs> because we don't want any jerks in there. We don't have jerks, actually. We have some very nice people. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I have for right now. And I'm also dutifully working because that's me. Always working. <laughs> What about you, Andy? What do you have going on? Brag. Uh, yeah, I'm good. So, so I'm going to be uh, my weekly, usually weekly uh, tech talk on uh, Boston NPR WGBH will be Yay. on Friday at 1:20 p.m. at the Boston Public Library, our beautiful studios at the Newsfeed Cafe. Uh, and the Boston Public Library is a lovely place to be, whether there's a radio pod- broadcast happening or not. So stop by and watch it live. I will have the Again, I'll, if everything works out okay, I will. It will have been delivered because Friday is the launch day, and I didn't get like uh, early access to the hardware. Oh, so, right. So I will have to. We have, I've made arrangements with Apple that it'll be early delivery by eight thirty a.m., which means I can still make my early commuter tra- usual early commuter train if there is no disaster. Which means that I will be there two or three hours before one twenty p.m. when I'm supposed to be on the air, and we'll actually be able to spend a couple hours. I'll be unboxing it on the train. I should do it. I shall do. A, I should do a streaming unboxing video like on the train. Uh, but so you'll be able to hear like what I think after two hours of <laughs> of this sort of stuff. You might even hear me talk a little bit more coherently about Wear OS because I just after talking way, way enjoying talking to you about this. 
Uh, I'm talking about you, Flo, it's, but also at – I'm talking with Flo, but at you, yes, the audience. So I'm enjoying yes, talking yes. both with and at about it. Uh, probably more stuff like that. Uh, and so and next week I'll be in New York City. So we're going to have to figure out where we're going to record from. So you might – And next week I'll be in L.A. <laughs> so yes, we will. <laughs> so basically we'll be – this will be the lowest common denominator version of the podcast where – I'll be like looking at, oh, do I really want to carry all of this? You know, I could Skype in for my phone. And I, and I'll, I can, that's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about it too, Andy. And I'm can, trying to figure out. And I'll, and I'll have this extra iPhone that has, I bet, I bet it, t- it records really good audio. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm also having the same thing. Yeah. So maybe so, you know you can you can use this excuse with me, and I'll use the excuse with you that if I were to bring in the three hundred dollar microphone and the stand that has the two LED lamps and the mix pre USB audio interface, if my audio is much better than yours, it'll just sound weird. It'll give Jim more work to do to try to balance it out. Whereas if we're both using like the for. Uh, for microphones, whatever combination earplugs and hands-free microphone. Oh no, no, I have my the... Zoom mic. Oh. Do you, remember, I bought that Zoom mic for Google I/O, oh, and that true. it's and it sounds really good. So uh, I'm prepared, okay, Andy. Maybe I'll bring my... I even have a cute little pouch I put it in with everything, with extra <laughs> SD cards and double A's. So I'm prepared. Uh, maybe I'll bring. Okay, maybe I'll bring my Zoom <laughs> microphone too. The problem, the, the problem is that like if I do score tickets to the to the Met opening night gala, it'll be the same day that I came in from the train. I will not have ditched my bags, and when I go to the as I'm in line for the coat check and the bag check at the Met, I'll be thinking, I have this really beautiful portable stereo digital recorder, and I have a just bring a lot of money to tip pocket. them and then tip up front <laughs> yeah, the coat check, and then they, I yeah, can handle anything. That's my strategy. Temptation. Anyway, well, and also go to anotgo.com and not go on Twitter and not go on Instagram, the, the stately but slow process of editing photos of cosplayers from Boston Comic Con a few weeks ago continues uh, with even more weird interpretations of perfectly good pictures. I should shut up now and let you guys listen to Judge Judge Hodgman or whatever what's next, whatever's next on your cue list. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to material this week. We hope you listen again next week. But until then, we hope you have an Awesome seven days, everybody. Goodbye.